This week, I take the role of Indian wino, an aging Tlingit seduced south from Alaska by hopes of warmth and wealth. Evil things occur, and my dreams would make me weep if I did not almost understand them. I dream of killer whales, then wake to gray skies and the patter of rain pocking the surface of Puget Sound. I dream of meeting a salmon, of having the salmon hop into my arms, and he is weightless and made of clear light. The salmon and I talk together, and he explains everything. I wake with joy, then sadness, for I cannot remember his words. Only know that on some level my mind understands all there is. Another corpse has been found. A bow of black ribbon encloses the skull, like a little girl dressed for a party. This one is identified. She was Elizabeth Peterson, a diminutive Swede. On the street we called her Teeny, but she has not been on the street for almost two years. Everyone is feeling sick. And then there is more trouble in the neighborhood. Maria Ramirez, 17, is missing. She is a plump and happy little girl, if still alive. We pass the Ramirez house with low mutters of apology, although we do not know why we apologize. And Katie Van Loon may be the death of her father. She is 16 and begins running with dopers on motorcycles. Her father is an able Dutchman. No doubt he will hammer on some dopers, and no doubt the dopers will hammer on him. The club for homosexuals got busted this week. It sits like a neon-ornamented bed at the end of the block. The bust turned up a few drugs, plus a Yankee who works with the state ferry system. He is a man with a bureaucrat's imagination. Newspaper photographs show him bearded and wearing a house dress. The news of Teenie's murder, plus the disappearance of Maria Ramirez, shakes the neighborhood. As the news passes along the street, I sit with Elgin on the front steps of the sanctuary. I work at carving soapstone. This piece, nearly completed, shows a seal basking on a rock. It is easy to talk to Elgin when in the role of Tlingit Wino. For one thing, it makes him more comfortable. Young ones, Elgin says, no longer fly too near the sun. They dive right in it. Trouble be that sun is bronze, not gold. Elgin would make no black Cyrano. His big nose is wide, not long. His brow bulges as if his brain is too big for his skull. Somewhere he has obtained those big safety pins they use at stables. An old army blanket lies pinned and snugged around him like a poncho. It places a wet and woolen smell into the misty afternoon. Winos drink wine. The sour stink of wine mixes with the wet wool. Perhaps it does so in dispraise of Ernest and Julio, those smiling bastards who inundate this street at no inconsiderable profit to themselves. I momentarily dream of something sad and pretty. Three houses down the block last year, a woman died. Eskimo woman. She gave birth, then died. Welfare workers came. They phoned Nome. A man flew down. The baby went home back to King Island. The baby will be raised by everyone. Old derail. I say about the wine and take a sip. It is possible to pace this stuff, 
One can walk the street and fuzzily remember a pet frog one had as a boy or think of southeast Alaska snows. There are winters up there so severe even in the southeast, one is forced to eat the dogs. Snarly dogs go first, tail waggers last.